We know that every business owner likes to think they're hungry, but the reality is a lot of them are not. When they're not clear enough on the goal they want to get to, and there's not the pain of not getting that goal doesn't outweigh the pain of doing the work, they'll struggle because it's, I want to earn a million quid this year, okay, great. This is what we need to do together. What, so I'll need to do this? Well, yeah, you'll need to do some of the work. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Stay Hungry podcast. It's Joel and Andy, and today we're talking about who the fuck is Codebreak. Hmm. Well, that's another telling off I'll get from my mum now. Oh, does she know how to listen to the podcast? So I just realised I've got some vegan sausage roll crumbs on my top. Oh, my, great. Uh, for the benefit of the camera, my cardigan with magnetic buttons. You know you've hit an age. When you, I actually appreciate the cardigan. I can't do it. It's, an, it's, too, it's too easy a shot. I'm not doing it. Well, my daughter says it's because this is for old people, so their arthritic fingers can easily open and close the buttons. Yeah, I just think it's a stripper's coat. Flasher's coat. Well, I'm not, I'm not stripping. Sorry. You'll often see Andy next to a railway line in a long anorak. Oh, Flasher Mac. Bloody hell. They still make those. They're probably trendy now, like Burberry or something. I don't know. I bought a long coat at the weekend. It's not a Mac. It's like a padded coat for the winter, so that when I'm sat at the football, my arse doesn't get cold. Genius. Not one of those ones where you look like a... A glowworm. Oh, not that long. Like the caterpillar things. Oh, no, no, no. Not oh, padded. No, not that kind of padded. Oh, more okay. Tasteful. Thank God for that. Anyway. Right. So this was going to be called How Does Code Break Help People? And then I went rogue. Um, but the point being, we deal with a lot of people every day. A lot of people listen to this podcast. And very often do we neglect to talk about what we actually do. Uh, so we'll try and make it interesting. We're not just going to reel off a list of services. Just in the picture there. Andy will try his best not to bang his mug down every time he drinks from it. Does that sound... Uh, that was loud. Something else to show. The courtesy of Stephen Rowe. And the Don't you love it when Rowe. you're on an audio-based platform and Andy just keeps talking about showing stuff? Oh, I'm, watching, I'm showing the cameras here. It's one of those old-school mugs where you put hot water in and the design changes. So on this, it's got the Star Trek crew on one side. You put hot water in and they magically beam across to the other side of the mug that is clever cool isn't it it is clever and I, I only got to see it GCSE so what Cobra usually do is talk shit a lot <laughs> well they, they know that it's been a while since we've done a pod together isn't it That's yeah it's, been, it's a bit weird a bit weird long time yeah right. I just, just had some feedback about last week's one and it was lovely feedback so that's good is it your mum again no no so that, it wouldn't be nice if it was my mum um, so I guess like We've we've got some FAQs that have been submitted beforehand. We've got a few questions ourselves, but like the main thing, what service do we offer businesses? Is kind of should be obvious, but essentially we help businesses scale to seven figures or their next seven figures through digital marketing. Absolutely, better marketing, better thinking. Um, we only offer two services really: done for you marketing and coaching. So either we will do the heavy lifting for you, we'll work with you on that. Or we will coach you to get better results from your marketing yourself. Nice. I guess, like, I know confusion has come in. Someone commented on my post the other day, oh, in another life, you should have been a life coach. Because we talk about mindset a mm -hmm. lot in our stuff. But probably what doesn't always come over is because that's a key part of our service. Is like the coaching element. There is a lot of mindset. When you're asking someone to spend 20 grand a month on ads, 100 grand a month on ads. How much? Yeah, there's some serious... Picture, picture my old auntie Gwyneth now. How much? There's some serious mindset around that. And then equally, when you're trying to grow a business, you know, people take pot shots at you. Success doesn't always feel like success. Uh, there's going to be long days. There's going to be things you've got to do that other people aren't willing to do. The mindset piece is really important. And that, I don't want to say USP, that's a bit wanky, but... Other marketing agencies are not there. That was Wanky's FAQ. <laughs> yeah. They're not there supporting you with that. They're not there making sure that you've kind of got the metal to do what it takes. And sometimes the, the difference between a successful marketing campaign and a non-successful marketing campaign is implementation. It's, you know, are you willing to call up those leads? Are you willing to get rejected 100 times to get one yes? And that... That mm. takes a bit of fucking work. I mean, I, I'm sure there are companies that do this, but I've never come across one. They either focus on the mindset aspect of, of growing a business or they focus on the marketing implementation. Like, say, we combine the two because 
Yeah, like you say, that the, the fear that might come with becoming more visible, the pot shots trolls will take when you stick your head above the parapet, um, and just to be hungry for growth. So we know that every business owner likes to think they're hungry, but the reality is a lot of them are not. When, they, when they're not clear enough on the goal they want to get to, and there's not, the pain of not getting that goal doesn't outweigh the pain of doing the work, they'll struggle because it's like, yeah. okay, this is what I want to get. I want to, be, I want to earn a million quid this year. Okay, great. This is what we need to do together. What, so I'll need to do this? Well, yeah, you'll need to do some of the work. And you can see straight away, it's like, fucking hell. They, they're just looking for, for everything to be quick and easy. I know from a marketing point of view, everything does need to be positioned to be quick and easy. But the reality is there's always going to be some work involved. Like, like my daughters, whenever they see some perceived super successful people on Instagram or TikTok, whatever, I always make it clear to them, 99% of the time, that person has worked their fucking ass off. It hasn't just been handed to them. Yeah, I, I, that's such a key point that working with, there's still going to be hard work involved. It's not a magic pill. And I'm, I'm quite comfortable telling that to people. It's like, look, yeah, we'll give you the foundations, the structure, the strategy, the mindset help to give you everything you need to bust past seven figures, two million, three million, whatever it is you're doing. But you still got to do the fucking work. And the other side of it, I think there's a lot of self-sabotage in business owners too. You don't realise that you gravi- you naturally gravitate back towards your comfort zone. So if a marketing agency gets you a thousand leads, it's very easy, and this sounds like an excuse, but it's very easy to turn around and say, oh, those leads were shit, or I'm not ringing those leads. I had to ring leads 30 years ago and I'm not doing it now. It's like, hang on, you said you wanted growth. There's no growth inside your comfort zone. So you're going to have to do some things that you don't want to do. And that will get you to where you want to be. You might have to do a webinar. Oh, I don't want to get in front of the camera. It's like, well, you're, you're, you're a really small business, so you are the face of the business, so people need to see your fucking face. We can work with you on that. We've run so many webinars. We've coached clients for so many webinars. We can help you. But you've got to meet in the middle. No point me and you going on the webinar selling for them. Yeah. And, and I, think, I, I do think that's definitely something that makes Cobrake different, is if we don't think we can help someone, we'll walk away. So we don't just steam in with a a 12-month, 24-month, 36-month contract. It's like, let, let's sit down and have a strategy session together. So not only will we deliver you a shitload of value in that morning or afternoon, we'll find out where there's a good fit. Because yeah. if we can't help you or you don't like us, hey, let's let's just stop now. And it's Yeah, it's not <coughs> cookie-cutter. That's the thing. It's like, I mean, cards on the table. Did you we... leave any? Somebody brought cookies last week when I was there. Did you leave any? Brownies. Brownies. They well, left? No, they'd be well gone by now. Fucking hell. We all had a great time. Pasby, that was. Shout out, Pasby. Um, Can you say me some more, please, Pasby? <laughs> <laughs> Love you. <laughs> but yeah, that it, there's so much. Like we sell packages. I'm not. I'm not going to hide behind the fact that we keep things simple by selling packages. But what we do within that package is not cookie cutter. We do what it will take to get success for that client. It's just we present it as a package to make life simple. Why? Why would we spend four? weeks back and forth pulling together a proposal when ultimately the question is do you want to work with us and do we want to work with you and then is you know is this affordable will you see a return and if the answers to those are yes then it's all right let's crack on yeah i think a lot of business owners <clears throat> they value complexity and and maybe that's something that a lot of marketers they 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 play into that game. Pray on it. Right, okay. Let's let's fill this proposal with like diagrams and jargon and fucking techno babble, because then we can ramp up the price and they'll think, oh, this is brilliant. And I can't be I'm too long in the tooth fucking doing all that shit. It's like no simple, generally speaking, is good. The work behind it might be complex, but what we're going to offer you, what we're going to talk about, in essence, is simple. Yeah. We're going to get you more customers. Through better marketing and better things. Yeah, we're going to teach you how to bang the drum, how to attract people towards you. And then if you listen to us, we'll probably also teach you how to sell to them. And that's pretty much what we do. Yeah. I mean, it'd be wonderful if someone read your blog, clicked on the link and said, here's my credit card, can I buy off you? But that happens so rarely. And that's why we're upfront about, yes, again, we'll do the heavy lifting, but you have to do something. Yeah. And for some people, that could mean god forbid speaking to a lead on the phone it might not but that could be part of it yeah i mean 
more than one way to skin a cat. Horrible phrase, but it's true. But there has to be a follow-up strategy. So when I follow on Instagram, they've got on those hairless cats. Oh, I thought you meant oh. they skinned a cat. Oh. oh, no, I unfollowed him. Um, oh, what do you call them? Not Manx, they're the ones that are tails. One of, our, one of our current clients has got one, so let's be really? careful what we say. Yeah. I think they're beautiful, Joel. <laughs> Good, I know, right. Uh, I'll tell you later. Oh, okay. Well, well, well. So. How do you, do you stroke them? Yeah, they just feel like... Um, like you're stroking low man's scrotum. Not that I know what's stroking an old man's scrotum. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt <laughs> oh, like. okay. So you can do it the once. <laughs> <laughs> Should so, we go on to another FAQ? Yeah, well, one, can we share some success stories was something somebody asked. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's been multiple things we've done. So we work with a guy who, uh, you won't mind me saying, so he's a trading coach. His goal when he worked with us was in the first 12 months to increase his revenue by £60,000. We helped him get paid leads to his webinar as well as mop up all of his warm leads. And in the first 12 months of working with us, he added a quarter of a million pounds to his revenue. So I'd say that's a fair success story. Does that mean we're putting up our fees then? <laughs> don't know, but What's going it's on there? amazing that we've got a sign on the door that says we're recording and the world's loudest delivery man is outside. Bloody hell. That might not be a problem for much longer. Watch this space. Oh, yeah. No, we're not stopping the podcast, don't worry. No, we just... Uh, oh, there he things goes. might be getting dramatically bigger around here. Here he is, that's staring the, at us as we talk. That's the actual set to the bishop. Right. Oh, um, yeah, so success. I, read, I read that in some email copy that you'd written the other day and thought... Was oh, it hilarious? Yeah, I'm, I'm still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so, success stories. Right, okay, so the tra- trading coach, that's... A biggie. 160 grand and he got 250 yeah uh, that's 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 pretty good yeah we've got uh an e-commerce well he's not really e-commerce he coaches people on gut health but he sells a product around that and uh he's currently at a thousand percent roi on his google ads so that's pretty successful that's amazing um do you want to explain that's for lay in layman's language yeah so, so for right. every pound he spends on google ads he gets 10 pound back that pretty simple um He's not spending a pound. He's spending more like three thousand pound. So you do the maths. I did see. Um, I did see someone posting today about uh, helping businesses with their Facebook ads, and they need a minimum budget of three pounds a day. Oh, now yeah. I appreciate if you're a, <clears throat> a, a an uber local business, you won't have to spend as much probably as a business that is um, selling nationally and internationally. But three pounds a day, like that's under under a hundred quid a month. You can't get in the yeah. Parish Magazine for that. Yeah. That's, that's that's the. Yeah, I'd like, rather go in the Parish Magazine. So I've I've sat in masterminds where people have asked questions like that, and I and I and and also I find like this is something that comes up quite frequently. It's my it's my new bugbear. Another of, one. Like we uh, should write a list. That's our next book. Andy where, John's bugbear. Where people would be like, "How little can I Five get away with spending?" That's one question. That's how they frame it. How little can I get away with spending? Right. The other one is. Um, there seems to be like a real like proud movement around business owners banging on about how little they have to work. And I don't it doesn't sit well with me. I'm like all I hear in my head, and this will give you insight into the way Joel's mind works, not necessarily code break. All I hear in my head is when someone says, I managed to do a day's work in an hour, is well, you could have done ten days' work then. Because I'm like well, you're obviously not as productive as you should be. And I don't mean that as, like, hypercritical, but we've got all these people at the moment, and it's it's happening a lot because it's the summer holidays. So okay. a lot of parents, I'm not a parent, so I should probably shut my mouth, but who are like, I'm taking the summer holidays off to spend time with my kids, which is admirable. It's That's amazing. But your business will suffer for that. There's, there's no two ways about it. It's brilliant that you earn enough money, you're happy and you're comfortable, but that's not hungry growth. That's lifestyle business territory. Unless you've got a team, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But it's that's lifestyle business territory where you're like, oh, I'm taking all of August off. Fine, bully for you. But don't come crying to me when people have doubled, tripled, quadrupled their businesses in the period that you were sat on the beach. Oh, this is going to trigger a few people. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It blows my mind that 100 quid is what some people will spend on a meal for two or on a round of drinks in a nice bar. 
but you, you want to revolutionise your business by spending that a month on Facebook ads. I'm not saying it's criminal to take £3 a day off someone for their Facebook ads, but I hope you haven't promised them the earth. Yeah. Because that, that's, you know, I'm, you know, spend an amount that, that causes a little bit of pain, but don't spend so much it keeps you up at night. I, you know, all this bullshit about you need to spend 500 grand a month or go all in or don't go in at all, all that kind of fucking crap. But get a new credit card. Yeah, yeah. Get, get five credit cards. <clears throat> We're not up for that at all. So it's, but three quid a day. I mean, fucking come on. Well, just to like go geeky on that, chances are, unless your audience is tiny, your Facebook ads will never come out of their learning phase if you're spending three pounds a day. And if they don't come out of their learning phase, they're not performing as they should. And so you're actually wasting money. So would it be better to spend £10 a day and get leads or £3 a day and get no leads? Mm. Yeah, if, you're, if your ad budget is less than a cup of coffee, you, you, you're in trouble. Well, coffee's getting expensive, aren't they? Well, I don't go to Starbucks anymore. I haven't used my app for ages. So this is an interesting one, just conscious of time, because uh, Andy's got to get away. He's going to leave me. Um, what are the common misconceptions about Code Break? I think every industry gets tarred with similar brushes, recruitment agencies, estate agents, and, and marketers are no different. Snake oil salesman. Car salesman. Um, car salesman, salesperson. Um, Market stallholders, do they still get battered? No, they're cool, aren't they? Crafty Cockney and all that. Do we like them now? I'm sure they're markets it's, it's, outside it's of London. It's but. gentrified now, isn't it? Like, yeah, it, markets, fucking hell. And they're, 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 they don't sell bread now, they sell artisan bread, which is like normal bread, but twice the price. Nice. Like if something's for a wedding. Artisan stick beer, a zero artisan anything. Artisan brownies, which it's I... It's amazing that, right? Like, like Camden Market is probably a good example of what oh, we're talking yeah, about here, so. where you can't buy something for less than a tenner. Imagine Camden Market 50 years ago. Bloody hell, yeah. It would have been a very different scene. Well, I, I, like, I remember going to the market as a kid and you'd go to like the VHS stall and it'd be like 50p for a VHS and you'd go through them all and then you'd check to see if it was a fake or not. It's like, yeah. Hell. yeah. That's a, is yeah. that still a thing? I think that must still be a thing. I sound well out of touch now. So obviously there won't be VHSs. Well, no, we... we <clears throat> We stayed at an Airbnb. This is probably five years ago now, when we went to see family in Jersey. Um, and, yeah, they had, they had a, a video recorder with a load of old-school VHS tapes, like Robocop and Trading Places and stuff. And so we watched videos for the first time in... They're like, annoying, aren't they? Well, yeah, you got the ads. Really Fast-forward. and they, Oh, yeah, really annoying. But it was just like... Yeah, it was... It was The girls, they couldn't believe they're like... This picture quality is shit. And so, well, this is what... This was good quality. ...stuff used to look like. It's Yeah, they're used to their... Why is it square? ...4K Ultra Sky... I know, like, I still get a buzz when I'm on Sky and, the, and it brings up that thing saying, press the red button to go UHD. And I'm like, oof, what a treat. And I, and I still, I think we've said this on the podcast before, I still get annoyed when I walk in and Hannah's watching standard definition. I'm like, what is wrong with you? We're paying for they're HD. Paying, paying for this, yeah. Um, saw a point in our house. Emma doesn't like our TVs. It's too. She thinks it's too big. That's happened it? before. But we've got a big lounge, so I think a big telly is fair dues. Oh, it's not as big as the TV in here. It ain't far. Really? What's that? Ours is forty-eight. I think that's a seventy-five. Uh, maybe I've just stood far away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy, that's how distance works. That telly's not small. It's just far away. Do I sit this? Oh, well, maybe it isn't forty-eight inch then. But it fits into the corner of the room, and it's smaller than our bookcase, so I think it ticks all the boxes. I think yours is a 55. I seem to remember you buying it. And I always took it back the next day, and was so upset. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I didn't, though. I enjoyed that, because you held your ground. Uh, yeah, I, threatened, I threatened to buy a TV whilst Hannah was away last week. Don't need one, but it's just a bloke thing to oh. do, isn't it? And uh, the barrage of... I said it in the family WhatsApp group, and the barrage of messages I got from the in-laws was like, you haven't, have you? I do what I want. Well, Emma's really nice. I bought a new car and I was so excited. I stopped off at Curry's on the way home and bought a new telly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah. so anyway, right. common misconceptions about us. Yeah, stake all salesmen, sell to anyone, um, take the money off anyone, um, tell people, as we already mentioned, to spend, max out your credit cards and all this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, um, I suppose there's bullshit in every industry, but... There's a lot Some, of fluff in our industry. Yeah, sometimes things we take for granted. Say, for example, we know a lot about Facebook ads. But we know we've been guilty of 
perhaps not beating that drum enough. So we talk to other marketers and and they always go on about they do Facebook ads like no one else does. You talk to me like shit, you know less yeah. than our apprentice does. Well that's the thing, like we forget and maybe that's just good marketing. We forget that we hang out in circles with people who are world class at Facebook ads. And so we assume that that's what everybody's thinking about Facebook ads. And then you remember, and you know, we've, t- cards on the table, we've taken on employees from other agencies who are high up in other agencies and they come here and we're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is not the standard that we expect. In fact, I can't think of the last time we took on a new account and there weren't significant improvements we can make to their ads straight away. Apart from, we've got a recent client and he's got a couple of Google ad campaigns running that we've still managed to optimise better, um, but they were pretty good. But apart from that, it's like, shit, man, there's stuff we can get onto yeah. right away. Yeah, yeah, And they've been blown away. And and I think under the aforementioned jargon and techno babble, the clients just didn't have any idea that the ads weren't running like they were supposed to. And I think when someone's spending 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, 50 grand a month, even a penny per lead saving is significant across that kind of spend. Yeah. If, you, if you're squeezing an extra 50 leads out of the spend, you know, let's say for every 50 leads, they get three sales, but a sale's worth 10 grand. Mm-hmm. That's our annual fee covered off in just the saving. And, that, and that's where yeah. that's where we come into our own. Yeah, that's a massive point. Um, what else? Um, it's quite trendy to say you're a full-service agency, one, which does sound pretty cool, but actually you're not. Can you do PR for us? We'll, we'll know. Well, actually we can. Yeah, we can. And they'll just ship it out to Fiverr. Um, yeah, and there are the, the fact is there are some marketing channels that just aren't going to suit everyone, um, and why it took so long for us to test and measure and refine our MTS formula, is because you you have to cut some of the stuff out. Yeah, and we've now got the framework that can help any business with enough budget in any sector, and as long as together we stick closely to that structure and veer a bit left and right, okay, absolutely, be a bit flexible. But don't steer too far away from the structure in place because I think so many, so many business owners they're tempted by the the shiny object syndrome we talk about, that they just simply get bored after time. Like, oh, actually, yeah. we're not doing TikTok, and and I want to start dancing on TikTok because so and so does it in America, and apparently they get leads for five p a fucking click, and it's like oh my god, and sometimes you ha- you do have to enthusiasm I love, but sometimes it's like well that's great, but we've agreed this plan, the plan's working, don't switch from the plan. Just because you're a bit bored. You have to marry it with context. And very often, people comparing themselves to others in marketing haven't got context. Because if that TikToker has spent a million pound on ads last year, and now they've launched on TikTok and they've blown up, that's not a surprise. Where it's like, but you didn't spend a million pound on ads last year. So when you launch on TikTok, guess what? No one's going to notice. There's a difference. And TikToker, yeah, never thought of that. Do you just add an ER on the end of every platform then? Mm, I would go with thread heads. That's good. Thread heads. Do you make that up? Yeah. Thread heads. Yeah, that's good, that is. Well, no one Inst- liked I've, I've posted that a few times now. No one's on board. Inst- Instagrammer? Yeah. If Grammar, you're a Facebook yeah. viewer. Do it for the gram. Not a Facebooker, are you? You're not a Pinterester. No. Yeah, we'll works have with, names. We should up. know. Threadhead, love that. Yeah, threadheads. Nice. So, what yeah, I think, I think there's, a few, there's a few misconceptions and then... I think, like you say, on the full service thing as well, we don't offer photography or videography. We know incredible photographers and incredible videographers, but we'll just tell you who they are. Mm-hmm. We're not getting a kickback. Or, yeah, no white labelling, yeah. Yeah, there's no kickback. It's like, work with these because they're the best. If you choose to work with someone else and it fucks up, don't blame yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. So, um, I mean, the thing about the shiny object scene, because it is rife, the digital marketing landscape does change quite regularly. Yeah. So obviously it's important that we stay up to date so something we do get asked quite a bit when something new launches so let's say it's threads for oh yeah we i mean we had a great debate about this today right mm. oh well, yeah so no well it, it comes back to like you say it comes back to what do you want you said something really interesting about threads you said almost like i could probably name the people you were talking about who like jumped all over it and are already gone yeah um but like you say use something do your due diligence, use it, use it well, use it consistently for a given amount of time. And make a judgment. Absolutely. Or don't. Or, yes. And that's okay too. 
and that's pretty much the camps we sit in is you had a look thought nah fuck this it's gonna it's just gonna be another rabbit hole don't need it and you've got kids i don't have kids i was like i'm gonna give this a good punt see what comes of it see if i can and i'll be honest like organic is tough so i'm struggling to come up with enough witty things to write on threads you look at my jokes uh, yeah yeah that's where it started to go wrong to be <laughs> but yeah it's like we have these debates in the office so our clients don't have to so if a client comes to us and says do you think threads is for me right now absolutely not hasn't got a search function hashtags aren't searchable mm-hmm. it's very hard to go and find information outside of your circle so why would you try and use it to promote a business however if you want to gain a, like a foundation because you're about to launch a brand yeah, make sure you share all your contents to threads in text form. Okay. And we've already done that due diligence. Now, what we wouldn't do, which I've seen lots of people do, is say, here's a guide on how to get to a million pound on threads on a platform that's only existed for three weeks. Really? I've seen loads, Back yeah. Oh. And it's like, no, you're making money on threads because you had hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers mm. and they've all come onto your threads. So now when you talk to them in language, like text rather than imagery, the calls to action work. If someone with a 1,000 followers tries to do that, it's not going to work. Well, that's another misconception, isn't it, I think, about marketing, is that you use a new form of marketing or a new strategy, so threads, for example, and then the next day they, they expect the phone to be red hot. Mm. They expect the result. Whether they've been sold that, who knows, but they expect something to work the next day. Like, do you yeah. remember back in the day, like, God, years ago, I mean, well over a decade ago, we launched a, a new website for someone, and the next day they were like, I'm not on page one of Google. Oh, God. That's Again, happened. our fault. That's happened on more than one occasion. Uh, but it's it's like, yeah, that, that education. So that, the, well, we've said magic pill a few times now. But going onto threads, launching a YouTube channel, starting on TikTok, whatever. Great. But it ain't going to work overnight. Yeah. Scary, right? Real scary. I, th- I think we have to take responsibility. The supplier has to has to do that education. Just to say, mm, I like, think that's fair. This is this is the twelve month plan, or whatever. This is what we can expect by month three, but this is what the first two three months are going to look like, because very rarely will someone buy off you the first time they see you. Very rarely, unless someone's in immense pain and you happen to offer a solution to that pain at the right time at the right price, it's going to take time for you to get that person so, to uh, trust you. I think that's something we do well. I know it's jumping around all over the place, trend strategies, misconceptions. But we talk to people about time horizons, honestly. And some people don't want to hear it. But if you're selling something for 50 grand, yeah, guess what? It's going to take a while to sell it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like grunt work to be done to convince people to buy that. And so you start up a relationship with us and you want to, I don't know, add 10% to your annual turnover. Yeah, expect not to start seeing any returns for six months. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you talk a lot um, when you run ad workshops you did one a couple of weeks ago where there are some businesses out there that might not make a return on that first sale yeah i was talking about hairdresser you know know, a haircut costs 100 quid on average people will have 10 haircuts with you so a customer's worth a grand and and it's funny you use that example to keep myself sharp because you know full disclosure i don't run the ads at co-break i do my auntie's hair salons ads yeah and i yeah there's a hair salon I, I look after. Um, and yeah, that's that's a good one because that's a, a volume business. But when you work out, well, okay, well, if it's going to cost me, say, 10% of a customer's lifetime value, that's what I need to spend to acquire them. So I need to spend 100 quid to acquire that customer. Their first haircut is 100 quid. So I'm not quids in on that first haircut. But when they come for their second haircut, you're 100 quid up. And then you're 200 quid up. So on that first haircut, you break even. On some some businesses, they might lose money on that first sale. Yeah. And that's that's... Uh, not e- many agencies would talk like that. That's huge in e-commerce. That I mean, just think about it logically. All these things that ping up on your Instagram and TikTok that seem too good to be true, if the business behind it is legit, they're making a loss on that to get your attention. Yeah. Like subscription T-shirts was one for a while. You could buy. Oh yeah. You could buy the first like pack for four ninety nine, and you got three T-shirts and a free gift, and then it was twenty quid a month after that. They probably don't break even on you until mm-hmm. month four. Yeah, and that's and again. But we we have to take the onus on that. And one of our jobs when we have that initial strategy session, it's another another perfect opportunity to explain 
how something works. And like I say, time horizons is important because otherwise, if the client doesn't know, he might think, well, I've just given you all this money. It's been a week. Why aren't yeah. I on the yacht in the Bahamas? And, and we obviously work heavily with clients on value extraction too. So what I mean by that is say you run a salon. Let's keep using the salon as an example. And you know you don't break even on the first sale. But then at the end of their haircut, you give them the opportunity to go and give you a review. And as long as they give you a four-star review or above, they then get an automation that says, who else do you know that would love to come to our salon? Get 10% off your next cut for every referral you give us. And suddenly you've turned one lead that cost you 100 quid into five leads. So the £100 spend becomes £500 before anyone's had their second cut. But, But no one's telling you that. Yeah. I don't... Obviously, there are lots of marketing agencies that will talk numbers to the depth that we do. But I think those practical realities are so important because there are, we've met some super successful business owners who know their, their industry inside out. But when it comes to marketing, they, 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 they don't have a clue. And, and some don't want to know. They, they, they think they know it all and they're uncoachable. But others, they come and they... they they value our opinion. Yeah, I mean, something that I work on a lot with clients on kind of my side of things is positioning their offer. Nobody yet has come to a one-to-one session with me and had their offer quite right, ever. Not Some have been close, <laughs> but there's people that have been to one-to-one sessions with me and over the course of the following week from a session that's cost them a grand have made 40 grand just from repositioning their offer. And... I don't think there's many marketing companies in the world that will sit with you and do that before they talk about the marketing. I wonder if that comes back to the action that there's just a lot of fluff, I think you said, and pontificating in our game. And sometimes just the practical aspects of marketing, of making the till ring, often get overlooked. And maybe it's because they don't sound very cool and sexy. Well, and sometimes we're a bit humble. We can, like... I've probably read more books on offer positioning than most marketing people have read books about marketing. But I don't say that because it makes me sound like a cock. But like that's what I'm interested I'm interested in the science and the psychology of someone being a cold lead and turning into a ongoing happy customer. And for me to know that, I have to know the whole journey. And we that's what we sell. So so what would your so what would some of the tips, your top tips be for a business owner who, who want to improve their marketing practically with some budget, like we talked about, yeah. um, independently of working with us, a, a marketing company? Yeah. Number one, double your prices, straight off the bat. And there'll be people listening to this now going, I can't do that. And why not? Because I would say, just knowing the odds, 90% of the people listening to this are undercharging for their product or service. Money mindset, yeah. So you sort that out first, and suddenly you've freed up quite a lot of time because you won't have as many customers, but you'll be making more money. And allowed yourself breathing space to then attack your marketing. Then That's a good, I like that controversial top tip from Joel Stone. Yeah. Second tip, so tip one, double your prices. Yep. Second tip, is to then go and look at your message. Do you actually tell people what you do? Nine out of ten, again, I'd mm-hmm. say, don't tell people what they do. Make it really simple. You've so, um, like The trading client that we work with does this really well. So he, he helps busy business owners learn how to trade in less than five minutes a day. Perfect. Yeah. Like, what's not to understand? The only thing you might, I guess, the only thing there is... You could say trade on the stock market if you wanted to get really dialed in, but it doesn't fit well on a business card, I think. But I think there's a there's an urge to to, to vomit all over someone with everything that you do, and you I think you see they this, don't care. <clears throat> you see this a lot on like the the old elevator pitches at network meetings where someone has just sixty seconds to 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 impress people, and what they do is they try and cram in everything they do rather than well networking can only work if you attend regularly and you're any good. So focus on one aspect of your business every time you turn up. So use that 60 seconds to drill down into one aspect of your business yeah. so it's simple for people to understand. Which, which leads into my third tip. Ah, excellent. Follow up on every conversation you have. No one does. Nobody. Not even, not even us. 
no nobody, excuse now with DM. Yeah, it's, it's, and it annoys me. It's like, oh, I met someone yesterday. I don't know, let's say, let's say you're a plumber. I met someone yesterday, and they said, oh, they got a leaky tap. So it'd be interesting next time I see them at networking to see if they're in, if they want me to come and fix their leaky tap. I was like, well, your next meeting's in four weeks. What do you mean next time you see them at networking? Ring them now. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't just ring them. But they told you they got a leaky tap, and you're a plumber. They knew what they were getting themselves into. Ring them. And that, like, the amount of times people don't follow up on obvious prompts. And we're all very British in Britain, shock. But there will be people that come into your shop and tell you what they like in the hope that you'll sell it to them. And you'll forget to sell it to them. And, like, my tip is remember to sell it. (laughs) Because just follow up. I mean, there's people I had conversations with, really loose conversations with when I was in America earlier this year, who are now clients purely from me giving them a nudge when I got back and said, oh, you said about this. If you would like to come and chat about it further, I offer this session. And they said, yes, because I took the risk. The only, thing that stood, stood, the only thing that stood in your way is fear of rejection. But if you, if you treat the starting point as you've already been rejected, then there's, the only thing you can do is win or be in the same place as you were before. Yeah, yeah. And I reckon yeah. if you implement those three... You'd be fifty percent. You'd be head of fifty percent of people already. If you're not getting a no regularly, you're not doing enough marketing. You're not asking enough. That's a number one reason to do more marketing. Um, I remember I was uh, when I went to Spain recently. Went into this gift shop looking to buy a t-shirt for my niece, and the guy came over straight away. Um, it was good. He asked an open-ended question. It's like, oh, which of these t-shirts do you like the best? Rather than can I help you? No. Oh, conversation over. So, so I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Um, then he got a bit pushy. And they were actually not too sure. Emma was like, 15 euros for a kid's T-shirt. Fuck off. Um, she didn't say that to him. Um, and as soon as we started to walk away... And he didn't he goes, follow up. He Weird. Goes, um, no, 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 so I'll, I'll do it for 10 euros. And it was like, we're out of here then. Oh. So, so the 15 euro T-shirt, straight away, you're now just going to sell me for 10 euros. Oh, I've got one that's bothering me. Go on. That, so we lease a pretty sexy office. This is it's a pretty nice space. And we're just about to renew the lease because we've put a lot of investment and time into this space. And we said, oh, if any of your other offices come up, tip us off. And uh, obviously thinking, well, that'll save them the leasing fee with the agents and we'll get first dibs and we think we're good tenants. You know, they've never had to tell us off. We need more space. And today we've come in and there's a massive sign for one of the offices up. You're like, well, how much does that fucking cost you? have a look at what's directly under your nose. Yeah. I mean, they might listen to this now, and if you do, like, that's a tip. Do you think that's quite a scary thing for a lot of people, that for marketing to work, you've got to have an interest in selling? Or for marketing to work better, get better at selling? Or, or employ someone who's better at selling? Get better at asking. And you might up. not be the closer, for mm. sure. But, you know... A lot of people in the sales world say that selling is asking questions and closing is mm. like getting to the conclusion. But marketing and selling in terms of asking powerful questions there's a lot of crossover. And yet a lot of people forget to ask, they just tell. Mm. And like, for example, in our building, there are four businesses. Now let's assume one of the businesses is leaving and that's why their office is up for Lent. Why haven't the other two businesses been asked if they'd like it first? It's a massive oversight that could cost the landlord thousands and thousands of pounds. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, that's definitely a good tip. It's like, yep, everyone's new customers, but don't forget about the people who are already in your community. And some of them could actually be paying customers. Yeah. Could they be paying you more? Could they be referring their friends to you? And guess what? Their friends will be like them, so they'll be easy to right. sell, you don't need to qualify. But you're probably already sitting on gold. Speaking of success stories, you know, we've got a client at the moment. I won't say what industry they're in because that's not fair. But they've got a, a sizable database. They'd never asked their database for feedback. And I think they're on 161 reviews from one email having asked for some reviews. Now, the next tactic that that client doesn't know about yet is anybody that left a five-star review, and I think all 161 are five-star reviews, is then going to get asked, who else do you know that would benefit from our service? Because they're pre-warmed. Mm-hmm. Like easy marketing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But again, it, maybe it comes back to that shiny object syndrome. I want the new customers, I want the new customers, and fresh blood is always good. But what are the, who are the people who have been opening up your emails, who have been walking into your shop, who have been listening to your podcast, reading your book? All these kind of people. 
unless you ask them the question, maybe that's where most businesses lost. People don't ask for the sale. Yeah. So mm. one for you. Um, obviously, we offer a one-to-one MTS session. That's how every client gets started with us. I say obviously. It might not be obvious, but every client gets started by having a one-to-one session with me or you. And the whole session, they'll walk away with an incredible strategy. It's fully guaranteed. So if they think it's a pile of shit, they get their money back. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, no one's ever asked for that. If they think it's amazing and go on to work with us, they also get their money knocked off the deposit. But appreciate, as a first step, that's a commitment. Mm-hmm. So do we offer any workshops or training away from that that people can get involved in? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny you should ask, Joel. Um, yeah, so workshops is something we used to do loads of. Uh, now I guess as we got busier, we just didn't do as many but there's a lot of people out there who are expanding their teams maybe recruiting a marketer getting a marketing apprentice in and and they need a helping hand and they're realizing that facebook ads the whole digital ads landscape has become such a minefield be good to get some Mm. some help and support of properly experienced chaps or chapesses um and and yeah we're we're doing more and more training and workshops now um for groups so maybe there are companies out there that have members or franchisees whatever it might be for us to come in spend a day with them um, and teach them everything they need to know about getting um, as good a return on investment they can from their spend yeah but then we also do workshops in-house which yeah. hopefully we'll do more of if we do get some additional office space as well yeah so um you may or may not have heard we do it we do a workshop called stay hungry live We've started running it from HQ. Um, there will be a new date announced mm. shortly. But, Let's come to that. but in terms of um, how that works, you pay a £99 deposit to make sure you show up. That's refunded on the day if you do show up. It's fully catered, so you get a lovely lunch. And it's a... It's a lovely lunch. It's like a seven, maybe eight-hour marketing workshop, marketing mindset workshop. And you'll be here with other entrepreneurs... It's a really good way to get started. And then and then the other thing that seems to be happening quite a lot recently is other coaches, consultants, and agencies are hiring us to go and do workshops for them. Um, so if, if you're listening to this, I'm all ears. <laughs> I can't be honest, but I think it's... Maybe it's a, a sort of post-lockdown that the hangover's fading now, and people want in-person again. I'm all for doing a training over Zoom. We run loads of webinars and coaching on how to run webinars, all that kind of stuff. But you can't beat standing in front of people and having that 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 FaceTime. I want to work with people that value that. that, I'll be honest. You know, I want to work with people that value spending in-person time with other people. I don't want to work with anonymous Zoom heads. It's a good qualifier. If someone can't be... Now, of course, you know, if we were running workshops in Aberdeen and you lived in Torquay, okay, it's a considerable investment in your time and money. But some people, it's like... Oh, it's an hour away. Oh, no, sorry, guys. Are you doing it on Zoom? It's like, actually, we might be, but I don't want to. Yeah, and, and, you know, we discussed this yesterday. We will do one of our workshops on Zoom, probably between Christmas and New Year, mm. when it's like people have got a bit fed up of the Christmas spirit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, and it, but it'll still have a refundable deposit, and if you don't show up, you won't get it. And ultimately, I will do everything in my power to make that as tactile as I can. I still can't believe that some people still moan about that. It's free to attend, but yes, we require a fully refundable deposit because that's someone's seat you're taking. Yeah. So, and, and it's catered. Like you said, we provide lunch, there's parking and everything. So you say you're going to come because it's free and there's no deposit. And then you just simply wake up in that on that day. Actually, I can't be honest. Yeah, a few people said that's too much for me. And you're like, well, you're probably not. You're not, you're not our client avatar. Mm. Qualification, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that because not many businesses can help everybody, but they do try and appeal to everybody. And they'll drop everything and go and see someone miles away for a meeting because it might lead to potential business. I don't, have you qualified that person? Yeah. Total, total waste of your time. And, and let's face it, we speak from long experience on that. I yeah. can't think of some of the petrol I've spent driving to people who were just like, shit, we're so wrong for each other and I've just driven 50 miles to I'm see I'm trying you. to think how far I've gone for a dud. Pretty bloody far. Well, do you remember our, our friend that used to um, have that private healthcare franchise? And he went from, was it Clannymanach in Wales to Wolverhampton? 
And and he got there, and the guy put a sign on his door saying, um, "Actually, take my wife. Uh, my wife's have her nails done. Could we reschedule?" Oh yeah, on the door. Yeah, I and, it's like, about, and this isn't this isn't thirty years ago. This is when mobile phones existed. Yes, yeah, like yeah, like five, just yeah, five years ago. And Robin was like about the nicest bloke you could ever meet, and he'd driven from fucking the middle of nowhere in Wales all the way across the border to Wolverhampton to find that note. And it's like. Yeah, yeah, that's shit. Yeah, well. Right, last one. It's a juicy one for you. <coughs> Given everything we've said, how do we ensure that our marketing strategies align with the business's brand and values? Oh, that's a tough one. By being very flexible, obviously. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'll do anything for the right price. Yeah, so, <laughs> so so we're very. I say this hopefully. Now. I'm just wondering whether we're being too British about it. We're quite front and centre with our own values. So mm. If you go onto our website, go onto our socials, you will see. The, the eight values that we run our lives and run our business through. And those won't align with everyone. So again, that comes back to qualification. Um, but when we work with a business, some businesses, they, they never even thought about putting their values together. They don't have, you, you mentioned the vision seed earlier, they, they, they can't clearly and quickly articulate what they do who they help and how. Oh, I heard a, um, I heard a hilarious story about this oh, yesterday from a coach that we get on quite well with. Right. He was coaching his lower tier. Right. So his lower tier might be people who are starting their businesses or whatever. Oh, God, right. And uh, some, some of this lower tier have been exposed to another coaching program that we know. And um, they've been spending sort of six months working on their vision seed and their values. Right. And this coach said, fuck your vision seed and your values. You haven't got any customers yet. Sell something to someone and then we'll work on them. <laughs> Brilliant, bloody hell. It tickled me, it tickled me. Excellent, excellent. Um, so, so yes, some brands are going to obviously different values to others. They need to make sure that with the strategy that we use, I mentioned it could be a bit flexible, it's got to be adapted to what suits them. Because, oh God, I was going to say that awful A word then. Authenticity. Ah, oh. You've done it. Um, I'm real and raw, Andy. It's got to... I mean, for some of our clients who, who we're doing the heavy lifting for, we obviously have to speak as them, but that's something we've been doing for like fucking 15 bloody years together. So so we could, we've got that nailed. But you, you've got to sound like yourself because I know... I, you know it's too hard to be anything else. That's the real answer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bloody hard work. You will get found out at some point and be true to yourself because there's so many bullshit... Art. In fact, I did a video about this a couple of weeks ago. Um... So, so many people, their marketing copy, I've got to be honest, is fucking boring because they're so busy trying to sound professional. It's like, no, sound like yourself because the people who don't well, like how you sound, speaking they're going to buy for you anyway. The actress said to the bishop, that's in our copy because you actually do say that in real life. I do. I mean, What's the other one that you don't like? There's I, another one. I don't, that's bad enough. I don't want to throw you under the bus. Oh, um, uh, I don't like the cut of your jib. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, in the 1960s called, they want cut of their... What the fuck's a jib? Um, didn't we Google it? Isn't it like... Um, oh, God, I was going to say a shirt, but I'm thinking now it's like a sail on a ship. I said in front of the team, um, what's that got to do with the price of cheese? And or, and some people say fish, fish don't they? Yeah. And they looked at me like, are you an alien? Like, what are you well, talking I about? I talk about, unless you're Martin McFly, you can't go back in time. And yeah. Annie looked at me like, who, who the fuck's Martin McFly? Mm-hmm. But, oh, she'll be the first to have a hoverboard. She wears Martin McFly's trainers. Cut of your jib. In fact, I think I've taken cut of your jib out, out of our website now. So, back, back to the point. Something that um, you and I both do in our one-to-one sessions with people is, is check out their accountability. Like, so own your shit is one of our values. Mm. But if people struggle with accountability, and we've learned the hard way on this, they're not going to be a good client. And that goes for any business, I think, but particularly for us when it's you know heavily involved it's a hard truth and ownership that whole like when you say something that offends me and it is your fault are you willing to apologize for it when you drop a clanger are you willing to make up for it when you need to ring 10 leads to test the leads are you willing to do it take ownership of the situation and like i wonder if that just comes back to people realizing that they're not as hungry as they thought they were I, don't I think, want to get this, but I can't be asked to call these five people, Joel. Do you want to know my, my deep answer for this? Go on. I don't think people like the idea that they're in charge of their own destiny. No one wants that responsibility. It's they? a heavy responsibility to be like, well, it's your fault. 
Like, and I'm reading I, my emails again. I've literally just scheduled one, and it taught, um, really? talks about whether you, whether you succeed or fail, it's not Rishi's fault. It's not the increase in car parking charges. It's not fucking Brexit from 20 years ago. It's, it, it's you. Well, I had a conversation with someone over the weekend, actually, who'd listened to my solo podcast, where I was talking about how I built my resilience. I didn't like that one. And, uh, thanks, Andy. No, Supportive. Haven't, no, I haven't listened to it yet, but I um, will do. Um, How long is it? 45 minutes. Um, and he was like, I can't believe you've gone through all this shit and you've still managed to do what you've done. And I'm like, I basically, I said polite, I like politely, people have started from far worse places than me and achieved far more than me. Like, it, that isn't the message that, I, I mean, I'm, I'm delighted that you're inspired mm. by it and thank you for sharing, but that isn't the message I'm getting across. Like my, my ownership is that every day I get up and want to achieve more. Now I'm not saying everyone should be like that because the world would be a fucking nightmare if everybody was like that. But Shivered then. But I, I get in the car and drive to work and listening to motivational podcasts or whatever it might be, thinking about how can I be better today than I was yesterday? That's my level of ownership. So if I sit face to face with someone in a one-to-one talking about their marketing, and they're not meeting me halfway on that. I'm not saying they need to match me because I'm weird, but there there isn't like a bit of eye of the tiger about them. I bet they don't know that phrase in there either. No, Rocky, um, Rocky who? But if there isn't a bit of eye of the tiger about them, a bit of like, I'm going to fuck shit up, it's a no from me. It's not hell yeah, it's a fuck no. Yeah. Well, accountability is a scary word, but it's what you need to progress. Like we know coaches who talk about, oh, I'm going to hold you accountable. But we know they don't. Yeah, if and and we've also been the coaches that do hold people accountable, and not many people like it. No, if so, so, so I think I mean I hate using the phrase rules of engagement, but what we have found worked well is when you're deciding whether or not to onboard a new client is to talk about those rules of engagement. Yeah. This is how it works. This is what this is our commitment to you, and it will be a far bigger list than your commitment to us. But there will be some commitments. Yeah. So now we've scared everyone off. What's the best way for them to get in touch? <laughs> just get in touch via codebreak.co.uk. Just have a have a chat with Martha or Evie and let's take it from there. Awesome.